Suavemente, bésame, que quiero sentir tus labios besándome otra vez. Suave, bésame, bésame, suave, bésame otra vez. Suave, yo quiero sentir tus labios suave. So everybody, what's up? This is Inside the North Side. Happy Hispanic Heritage Month, everybody. Yes, guys. Yes, it's that time of the year again where we get to celebrate our very, very proud heritage and everybody else in between. So I have a very special guest on this show today. Um, she's a, a family member of mine. Um uh everybody i'd like to introduce you to my cousin miet say what's up miet what's up guys happy hispanic heritage month yes <laughs> glad to have you on the show dude it's so it's so awesome i'm to have so you on the glad show. to be on there um, yeah i'm excited it's been a while since i've seen you it's been like what like 10 years or something like that more than that maybe i don't know i don't remember honestly i was so young i don't i don't even remember yeah it's been a really long time. I hardly ever see outside of the family, really. Yeah, I I know the only time you, the only side you see is like your aunt, uh, um, and and Dave, your uncle David, and, and your uncle Josh, and all them. So I know that's the only one you see. Yeah. I don't really get to see you and, and your mom and, and your dad and all that. So, but things might change. I know. We'll have to make a trip. Yeah. yeah once this is all over. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I might talk to your uncle and see. We might go up there or playing on something. I need to talk to him about it. But um, like I said, welcome to the show. It's awesome to have you on the show. It's, it's always fun to have family on the show, especially because, like, I'm not going to lie. I'm a, Everybody, she's, like, the coolest one. She's, like, the coolest cousin, pretty much. I mean, <laughs> just from, like, Thanks, seeing, man, like, you're, like, just seeing how you've grown up and seeing, like, all the stuff that you're into, I'm like, dang, you turned out to be the cool little cousin now. <laughs> I owe my parents. They raised me on some cool shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, first things first, how have you been lately? So, with everything that's going on, I'm how have you been? I've been pretty good. I've been pretty good. Um, I graduated from Texas Tech in May. Um, and I spent the summer in Lubbock, you know, until my rent or until my lease ran out, you know, and I, I worked at a record store for a couple months and now I'm just trying to keep busy and looking for jobs in the professional world. Um, just trying to stay safe and, and, you know, keep, stay active doing things that, you know, so I'm not bored during all this time. So. Yeah, I totally um relate to that but um yeah congrats on on graduating that's pretty cool you know graduating from texas tech class of 2020 <laughs> thanks man it was really weird graduating during yeah, covid i, I was, mean i wanted to talk online. to you about that yeah it, it, it's it's weird for you i wanted to get your your inside scoop of how everything has been for you because i know you were really looking forward to graduating you, I know y'all were probably playing a party, and you were gonna take pictures, and you were just ready to just walk on stage, grab your diploma, and yeek out of there. Yeah, man, I was super excited to walk the stage, and it was kind of disappointing because you know COVID nineteen happened right in the middle of 
kind of spring break. So, you know, I left for spring break, spring break. I came back and, you know, everything was online. So I didn't really get all the last last, you know, like the last this and the last that. I didn't get to do, you know, the typical senior year college stuff, you know, wrap it up the year. But I will say a live side of it all is it's a story to tell. You know, yeah. future kids and other people down, you know, years from now, it'll be a story to tell. Yeah, I graduated virtually. It was like, it was weird because you sent in a picture and your name and it's just me and my parents sitting in our living room watching the TV while students are like, it's like a slideshow of the students. So like watch myself on TV graduate instead of walking on a stage. Yeah, what you you in the class of 2020, just everybody. It's it y'all have a real crazy story to tell for future generations. Um so where did you go for spring break? Well, I was going to go to Austin for South by Southwest. Um I worked at the I mean I'm sure you know this of course, but I worked mm-hmm. at the college radio station at Tech and uh, I'd gotten some press passes and I was going to go to South by, but it got canceled. And then I was still going to go up there because they always have the free shows and stuff that are like unofficial South by shows. And they always have really cool people play and stuff. I used to go with uh, our cousin, my uncle, Josh, uh, and his girlfriend, Wendy, to them and stuff. But uh, I ended up just coming home because my general manager at the radio station actually kind of freaked us out. He's kind of a fear monger. He's like, oh, I got a generator and I could live off well water if I wanted to from, you know, what? live away from the outside world. <laughs> so I know he's crazy. And he was like, Oh, you better be prepared. Wherever you go for spring break, you're going to be stuck there. COVID's about to shut everything down. He's like, you better buy lots of water and <laughs> be prepared to be stuck wherever you are. He really freaked us out. Hey, yo, he made it seem fuck? like the world was ending. <laughs> yeah. I, I know a lot of people who were acting like that. They were acting like it's the end of the world. We got to buy tons of toilet paper. Let's buy water. We have to buy gloves and a hazmat suit and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. I had to, well, I actually was going to go to Austin for spring break too. I was talking to your Theo about it oh. and I was going to go and do like a road show for my podcast. Cause I was, I was really excited about it and I was oh, going cool. yeah, to go to San Antonio go to Six Flags, and then I was going to go for the rest of the week and go spend time with, with Josh and Wendy, and we're going to go hang out, you know. But then everything started shutting down, and then I still was going to go, but then stuff started closing over there, and then I just told you, I was like, no, nah, I'm just going to wait. So ultimately, I did end up going in July, and we did have a good time, regardless of stuff that was open it wasn't. But, yeah, it kind of messed up our plans and stuff like that. So I, I wanted to go to South by Southwest, too, because, you know, I, I do go every other year or something like that and check out the free bands and stuff like that, too. But COVID fucked up everything. So Damn. Yeah. No, I know what you mean. So, um, South by. I, yeah. Yeah, it really it really was sad them saying that we're not oh, we're not going to have it this year. I know it, it, it affects a lot of people. Especially the whole city, because the city is like expecting like millions and millions of people coming in and all this revenue from bars and restaurants and hotels. And they kind of cut everything and was just dried up. And it's it's crazy. And I I feel I feel I have a lot of sympathy for those people because it sucks. And that's what you thrive off live music and South by Southwest and all this stuff. And 
now you have nothing to look forward to because the bars are closed. The live venues are closed. They might be shutting down by next month and just, it, it sucks for Austin. It's not, what are we going to expect to go and do if all that's gone? I know. I, and that's, it's everywhere, man. All these music venues and stuff. I don't know if you see on social media, but it's all over my social media. Save our stages. All these independent music videos, independent music venues and stuff are closing down so they can't stay open because they have nowhere to make money right now. It's horrible. Yeah. Um, I had a I'm, friend of mine. I'm nervous for the future. Yeah, I am too. Um, a couple episodes ago, I had my friend Mark. He's in a band from here. It's called Rogues Among Us. I don't know if you ever heard of them. I don't think so. Um, well, they're like an alternative um, kind of band. They kind of deal with prog a little bit, somewhat. Not really, but um, I talked to him, and he does like road stuff on the side, so he helps out with all the technical stuff and setting up and everything. And he does that for a lot of the venues okay. here. And he does for like ACL, Lollapalooza, and all that stuff. And now that everything was closed and he is out of a job, he doesn't have anything to do. His band can't play because there's no venues open. It it just sucks for him and all my other friends here in the music scene because we we, we love going to all the little small venues and stuff like that. And now that we can't because they're closed... They're out there suffering because that's what they, that's what the, how they make their money and stuff like that, you know? Yeah. Their livelihood. Yeah, no, I feel that. I feel horrible for my friends that are musicians and stuff. That's their primary you know, source of income is playing gigs. Yeah. And I mean, there's like, I, I don't know if you've seen any of the like live stream shows and stuff, but it just doesn't, it does not compare. Yeah, it it doesn't at all. Um, My girlfriend actually was watching the Under Oath um, live stream. And it's cool because, like, you're watching them and it's, like, this big production and stuff like that. But nothing beats going to a live venue, standing there for (laughs) 30, 45 minutes for the the main band to come on. And then you're there with, like, a (laughs) bunch of people and it's hot and sweaty and everyone's going back. Nothing beats that feeling, you know. But... (laughs) You know, sometimes you can't, I guess, beat staying home and sitting in your blanket and watching under those and whoever else playing live stream shows. That's true. Yeah. So I know you were saying that you were a DJ at Texas Tech. Tell me more about that, because I always wanted to talk to you about that. Yeah, well, so it was like. Seriously, it was the first week of my, like, that I had moved to Lubbock to go to Tech. And my dad had texted me, hey, you know, there's a radio station. I saw them um, on campus or something. I forgot how he heard about it. And we had just happened to tune in because the college radio station here in the Denton area, like up in North Texas, is the UNT radio station. They call it jazz and stuff. And mm-hmm. we had switched over to that channel and heard some cool music and got super into it and I kind of checked them out they had like an open house thing and not even a week later I was a DJ for them and I started working with them and stuff and eventually I got close with the music director and he gave me a job uh, replacing him so I became the music director and so I was a music director for three years and it was it was one of the funnest jobs I've ever had it was the funnest job I've ever had it was really cool. I mean, I got paid to listen to music every day and 
you know, decide what we should play on the station, you know, what we shouldn't, and pick out playlists for music events and stuff. It was awesome. Now, I wish I had that job if I went to college. <laughs> that would have been an awesome job. <laughs> but, I mean, so did you do that your freshman year, or was it like your sophomore year that you kind of were getting into all that? Well, so I started as a DJ my freshman year, but I got the actual, like, job getting paid sophomore year. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. So, being a DJ, picking out all the music, stuff like that, did you have, like, a specific, like, genre in mind for certain days, or you were just like, screw it, we're just going to play a whole bunch of stuff I think is cool? So, we, it was kind of, we, people would ask our format, and, you know, we'd say indie, but really we'd also say, it's just college radio, it's whatever we feel like at the moment. We kind of didn't, I didn't want it to be too strict on what we would and what we play. It's kind of, you know, we, have so, we had so many different student DJs and stuff, and I just wanted everybody to be able to play stuff that they like, too. So the, I would make, like, this list every week, and so people would send us music, and um, I'd go through it, and lots of indie rock, of course, because that's what I was mostly into, and mm-hmm. I know that our audience likes that a lot, but we also love pop and hip-hop and rap and... Just basically every genre under the sun. I and mean, we had so many different shows that follow different genres and stuff. So it was it was a mixed bag for sure. That sounds like fun. Um, so um, knowing Texas Tech is kind of like the party, I guess college is. Does it really live up to its name? Uh, I think it does. Uh, freshman year, I you know I was at the radio station, but I hadn't really made friends with very many of the people at the radio station yet so I would hang out with my roommate at the time you know she was just a random roommate that I got paired up with and she's in a sorority so I hung out with her a lot and went to the frat parties and stuff and it was really fun for a year you know I would say Texas Tech definitely lives up to its name as the party school but after after my freshman year sophomore year I got really close with all the KTXT people and I got really into the music scene there, which I had—I really didn't even know existed until I went to Texas Tech. That there's this huge indie music scene, and like every weekend, there's tons of house shows to go to. I mean, there's all these local bands. Some are students, some are locals. Um, it's just this huge community that you know—you just go to someone's house and watch someone play in a living room or in a garage, and that's—that's what I really got into after my sophomore year and it was so fun you know it was kind of like a little party but it was you know people drinking and stuff having a good time but it was cool because it was about the music people were there to listen to music hang out everyone had stuff in common it was it was a really neat scene i'm really glad that i found that side of texas tech so like a diy underground kind of indie thing that's pretty cool um definitely yeah diy for sure (laughs) we kind of have um stuff like that here I know a bunch of friends of mine that kind of do like underground like stuff. We actually, I have a friend of mine. He play, he was on the show too. He used to play at this rundown like clinic in Houston. And I swear what? to God. Yeah. I swear to God you walk in and like, you're afraid to get like point, like poke, poked at something. Cause you feel like you would need a tetanus shot, but you walk in, <laughs> the lights are hanging down. It looks, it looks run down. But he used that small venue 
and had shows. He has this festival called No Sleep Fest, and he books a lot of bands from Austin and, and here and, and Dallas and stuff like that. And they play in this small, small, small little room, kind of like a waiting room, like when you go into a clinic, you know, with the with you know, and uh-huh. everybody would be super, super close. And the music would be loud and you couldn't hear what they were singing, but everyone was just so into it and just moshing and stuff like that. So I've been a part of like the whole DIY underground stuff, too. And it's fun, you know, seeing that kind of side of the music scene, because not a lot of people know about that, you know, especially local stuff. Nobody really pays attention to local things. They're just like, oh, so-and-so's coming. I got to go see them. It's like, why don't you go support your local bands? You never know. You might find somebody, you know. That venue sounds really cool. But, yeah, no, I know what you're saying. It's kind of like, in Lubbock, it was different because it wasn't, you know, someone's coming to town because nobody, I mean, no major band stops in Lubbock for the most part. We get, like, metal bands every once in a while. Every, like, probably once a year an indie band comes mm-hmm. through. Um, so, you know, Lubbock really had to make its own music scene because there was really not much to grab onto before that. It's mainly just country artists that come to Lubbock. Well, you might find some good country artists there, too. I mean, not whole like the whole country pop thing that's going on. But um, I find a lot of good um, underground country artists, if you want to call them that. Or I call them like indie country because they're not very, they're not like top 40, top 10, but they're kind of like still kind of underground. And they're, and they're really good. Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, I like a lot of like Texas country, you know, kind of like you said, indie, but. You know, not like pop sounding. Yeah, because it it sounds sounds more like country than it does on the radio. <laughs> you know, Definitely. so going to these parties and stuff like that, I know. Did everybody was like, "Hey, it's Mia. Let's tell her to put the music on because she knows and she's a DJ." Did anybody ever like tell you to do that, or you were just like kind of um, like in the in the middle? You know, like don't tell me anything. I don't want to play any music. <laughs> Actually, a couple times. Um, when I first started going, for sure, that's how, I mean, the first time I ever went to a show, house shows, because I was at the radio station, and the old music director was there, and he was still he was still a DJ at the time, and he had invited, you know, one of the bands to come onto the radio and talk about the show and, you know, just get some awareness, you know, promote the show a little bit. And they were like, hey, are you coming to the house show later? And I was like, yeah, sure. Like, I didn't even know what was going on. I was like, yeah, I'm totally going, you know. And so I went, and sure enough, they're like, hey, put the music on. You want to connect with Bluetooth? And I was like, oh, no, I was so nervous because, you know, there's a difference between good music and good music to play at a party. You know, you want to please the audience, but also keep it upbeat. You know, you know, people that might not know what's playing, you want them to still enjoy it. You don't want to get too underground, but you also don't want to play anything basic at the same time. Exactly. I totally know what you mean. Whenever I, whenever people are like, hey, put some music on, I'm like, I got it. And then I play it, and then no one's really vibing to it. And it's like, oh, I feel bad because it's like, dang, nobody's vibing to the same music I am. Especially with, with your Theo, too. When we when I went, he would play something, and then you know how he is. You play, and you're like, yeah, this is cool, you know. And then he's like, no, let me connect. And I'm like, dang it, Josh. Okay, whatever. Fine. Mean, 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 you're like, like, Yeah, he, he, I got this. I let me, I'll do you one better. You know, you know how your Theo is. So, um, but yeah, he, I mean, I have a hard time trying to come up with stuff. Like I'm actually starting to DJ. I bought like a little mixer 
a couple months ago during this whole pandemic. So I'm always downloading music. I'm always listening to music every day. It's something new, something new downloaded. So I, I, I have my mixer and I have like this little set list I practice. So I mix and all that and stuff like that. I try to add new things. And I'm like, yeah, this will kill at parties. And then when I think about it, I'm like, no, no one's going to vibe to this at all. Because, you know, <laughs> it's either people want to listen just straight hip hop or people want to listen to like reggaeton or something. You know, nobody really wants to listen to anything yeah. different. Everyone's just kind of like, just play this. That's it. And it's, it's kind of boring at yeah. parties like that, especially when you get older and you meet like all these people and you're like, hey, why don't you play some like indie stuff oh no we don't play that we just play hip-hop and that's all we play and it's like oh i don't really want to i kind of want to go home now <laughs> you know because you're just like yeah. you're feeling vi- you're vibing something different than everybody else and you feel like hey if you can all join in my vibe you might like it too but you know everyone's different with their music and stuff like that so it's kind of hard to find some people to vibe with the same music you like i have that problem definitely that's what I liked about these house shows was that all the people were kind of interested in the same stuff. I mean, it was still, it definitely varied a lot, but you know, there was kind of an overall tone. So, you know, I could play some indie stuff and like people would definitely jam out, but you know, I didn't want to play like Tame Impala or something. Although it would be a crowd pleaser. I didn't want it to be, you know, basic or like, you know, that's the, that was the cool thing about the shows is that, I don't know, it was different. People actually buy the stuff that I, that I would like to hear at parties. Because, like you said, people always want to hear, like, hip-hop or, like, party pop music. And so you got to find that, you know, something still upbeat and party-sounding, but something cool, too, at the same time. Yeah, that's why I like, I like the, why well, I like your younger generation, kind of people your age, because you guys kind of vibe to the same thing I'm vibing to right now. And it's kind of like, you guys will appreciate what I'm listening to, because it's, of course, like you said, Tame Impala is always a crowd a crowd pleaser, but you don't want to um, wear it out because you know you don't want to keep playing um, the less I know the better or whatever, and you just keep on repeating. It gets boring after a while. So, but yeah, I I, I I like how you guys are just so you find more better music than I do, and I'm like, dang, how'd you find that band? You know, but it, it, I really I appreciate you guys. You guys are like better at finding indie music than I am because I'm always searching. I go through band camp. Um, I'm always looking at local bands and stuff like that from here or Austin or, or Dallas and, you know, even in Mexico. I'm trying to find, like, a Mexican indie scene and it's kind of, like, it's kind of hard because they're, they're kind of, like, three, four different genres. They're, like, uh, Spanish rap, um, hip-hop, and, like, you know, North Daniel and all that, but there's not really like an underground Mexican indie scene or um, an underground something scene. You know, it's kind of hard. You have to go to like overseas to look for that. Yeah, I know what you mean. I I don't speak Spanish, so it's really hard for me to distinguish. I don't know. I'm also like I'm kind of a bad. I'm only I'm only half Mexican, so I I kind of grew up in a half and half house, so it. I didn't get the full experience, I guess. It's all but, good. So I don't know all the different genres and stuff. I can't just, like, listen to something I know. But I found a lot of Spanish indie stuff that I've liked over time. I don't know if you ever listen to Ila Bamba or Mintfield. Those are two of my favorite uh, Hispanic indie artists right now. No, I never and heard of they, them. They sing uh, Ila Bamba, you probably really like. It's just kind of like 
you know, they still speak in Spanish and you can hear the, the, you know, influence for sure, but it still sounds like indie pop rock. It's really great. Kind of psychedelic. Um, and I think they're from Mexico actually. Hmm. You have to send me those cause I, mm-hmm. I want to check that out. Um, but yeah, I, definitely it, will. I mean, you kind of did grow up half and half, but I mean, we don't really see you that it was like you're you're full Mexican either way, regardless of you know whatever. So, but yeah, I I can't speak Spanish either. Your your tío's kind of trying to start speaking it a little bit more, and I'm like, well, you're, you're trying to do better than I am. <laughs> so, but yeah, even, even with better. yeah, but even with the barrier language, I mean the language barrier, music can speak to you regardless of what language it is, which I find is amazing. Yeah. I agree. So, um, when did when did you start getting to music and all that? Was it like, like what age did you start? Because I know you weren't really into that when we met. Because I mean, you were younger. But like, what kind of yeah. got you into like? I like music. I want to dive more into this. So you know, in elementary school and stuff, it was like all about Hannah Montana and Jonas Brothers and Cheetah Girls and stuff. But sixth grade. Um, it was like the second, it was like the last day of class. It was the night before the last day of school and my parents were going to a concert and they wanted to take me with them. So we went and saw LCD sound system and I was in like sixth grade and uh, my mom dressed me up in an aerial pink t-shirt and, you know, some cool black jeans and stuff and went to this show and I really, really liked them. I thought it was one of the coolest things I've ever seen. And I kind of went home and started getting some stuff from my dad's iPod. You know, we had like an iTunes account. So I started mm-hmm. pulling stuff from that and listening to different things. And then in ninth grade, um, that's kind of when I got into like classic rock and stuff. I yeah. heard some Nirvana and I was like, wow, this is badass. I really like this. I really got into grunge and like pre-grunge and stuff like Sonic Youth and whatnot. And then in high school, I think that's when I really, really got into indie music and stuff. I started liking, you know, the Black Angels and Ariel Pink, stuff like that, and going to shows with my friends every once in a while. Um, but that was definitely when I started liking music a lot. Um, I'm really, get, really, really getting into it. I did not know your mom liked Ariel Pink. Jessica, what the hell? Why are you keeping secrets oh, yeah. from me, Jessica? <laughs> Dude, my- <laughs> My parents are like crazy cool. It's weird, you know. You know, I know. I'm, I'm their daughter, so I should say they're lame, but because they are. But they have a really great taste in music. I mean, right now they're downstairs listening to Why Is Blood and some, I think Angel Olsen. Or so I could hear it earlier. You know, they're they're pretty cool. I mean, I definitely owe a lot to them about you know according to my music taste and stuff. Shout out to your mom, <laughs> Jessica, and your dad, Greg. Guys. Y'all need yeah. to hit me up and tell me to come up there, bro. I can go chill out with y'all. <laughs> but, yeah, I, oh, yeah for me, Ariel Pink, it's weird. So we have uh, this library here in, in, in downtown. It's one of it's like the huge library we have. So we go, I go, sorry, I'm a little drunk, but um, I go <laughs> and I like to I like to go through the music section. And you can uh, rent, check out CDs and stuff like that. So I would go and I would check out 30, 40, 50 CDs at a time. And sometimes I would come up on gems. Sometimes I come up on duds. But Ariel Pink was one of them. Um, some other bands. There's just so many. I literally have like 
thousands of songs and like hundreds of artists on my on my iTunes. And most of it all came from the library, which when I tell people that, they kind of laugh and they're like, you get your music from the library? And I'm like, dude, if you only knew of the gems they have in the music section, you would you would be thanking me. It's crazy how, how like... Dude, that's, that's a good idea. I've never even thought about going to the library for music. That's, that's genius, man. Yeah. I'm going to have to steal it from me. I'm, take a trip to I'm serious. Library. I'm serious, me yet. Like, here, you wouldn't think that. You you think it would just be, like, kind of boring, ge- generic music, you know, that everybody listens to. But, like, they got some good indie, some good hip-hop, underground hip And I'm like, where the hell do you guys get this music from? I know you guys are not, like, cool like that, but, like. Shout out to the Houston Public Library and on McKinney Street. You guys are like keeping it lit, man. The music, I'm serious. Like, I'm I'm dead serious. The music section there, you can I can literally just pick out like 20 or 30, and I'm like, man, these are good bands. And it's crazy because I found some really good bands. Um I think that's why that's why I found Tame and Paula. And then like after that, I kind of oh, dug man. yeah, from the library. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny but um yeah there's so many bands i've gotten from i can't even like i'm looking through my computer and it's, it's not enough dude it's too many like i've gotten everything from indie to punk to soul r&b to like like i said i listen to different kinds of music i have websites that i go and i download music and stuff like that so but yeah, that's that's kind of like how I got into Ariel Pink. I kind of like that avant-garde kind of indie underground kind of vibe and sound that he has. And his like every song is different. Every album is different. Oh. Even when he did um, was it Haunted House? I think or something like that. Ariel Pink's Haunted House. Um, oh, Haunted Graffiti. Yeah, Haunted here. Haunted Graffiti. Yeah. My bad. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. And all, <laughs> see, Mayet knows her stuff, bro. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's Ariel Pink. That's yeah, it's Ariel Pink, you know. But yeah, I started, de- uh, you know, getting all that stuff. And they had a couple albums and I, I downloaded some stuff. And then I have a friend who, well, she's not a friend. She's a person I know. She started listening to Ariel Pink. And I'm like, wait, how do you know about Ariel Pink? She's like, oh, I've been listening to him for a couple of years now. And I was like, what? And then we just kind of like <laughs> conversated. But um it kind of stopped from there, but I've told people about Ariel Pink and they, they listen to it and they're like, what is this? I don't like it. And I'm like, bro, you do not know the vibe from this man. This man gives you life. <laughs> Ariel Pink's a genius. He's like the, the prince of lo-fi pop, I guess. I don't know. Do you ever listen to um, Guided by Voices? Guided by Voices? They're kind of mm. older, like aerial pink time back in the day well they're kind of lo- it's kind of the same lo-fi sound mm-hmm. um but i love i i know what you're talking about that's kind of like you said avant-garde like lo-fi i mean it's just so unique it's different i, I hear artists try to do that these days and it's kind of turned into this like bedroom pop sound and it's cool but i don't know aerial pink he's a genius man he does it and it's he crazy. It in such an interesting way. He's been doing it since '97. I thought he was just like 2000 something. No, he's been doing it for like almost like more than 20 years. And I'm like, what? Oh yeah. No way. And he's been going strong. Yeah. I mean, the latest album that he released was awesome. One of my favorites. Exactly. I should have bought that album at at the vinyl store. I think it was his first album. I'll probably go back and buy it. I don't know. Um, speaking of vinyl, so. 
I'm guessing you have a big vinyl collection, or are you a vinyl collector? Yeah, I definitely am. Yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah, because you said you um, worked at a record store. <laughs> Duh. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, I mean, it was really nice working there to fuel my vinyl collecting habit because, you know, I got that employee discount. So I definitely spent way too much of my paycheck Cha-ching. at my own job. <laughs> yeah, I have that problem now, too. Um, I just so started. Vinyl too? What happened? Oh, no, I asked. So you also collect my own? Oh, yeah, dude. Like, um, I bought, I started off with one. And then, like, I think I got another one for Christmas. My brother bought me um, Led Zeppelin 4. And then he bought me Fall Out Boy Infinity on High. And then I was kind of like, it just went downhill from there. And I just started buying vinyl. I'm not going to lie to yet. <laughs> I bought... Within a couple of days, I've bought one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I bought like twelve vinyls in like two days. <laughs> yeah, dude, I feel you on that. It it turns into like a it's habit. An, it's like an, an addiction, addiction somehow. So <laughs> I bought Selena's ones, and it's on vinyl. I got that one because, of course, you know Selena. Um, I bought Carlos Santana's first album. Um, I'm sure you heard of Krung Bin before. Um, I don't think so. Well, oh my god, I got it. Okay, well, I'm gonna tell you about Krung Bin. Um, I've but got. <laughs> oh, you're gonna love them. I'm serious. I'll tell you about it. But I got them. I've gotten Chicano Batman, and then I got uh, Travis oh. Scott's Astro World. So, Krung Bin, and um, you have to check oh. them out. I know who that is. I know exactly yeah. who that is. They're from here, right, actually. Sorry, it's so. such a weird name. I don't think I've ever heard it pronounced out loud like that. Yeah, it. Some people call it crying bin or something like that, and I was like, it's like they, they say it's crung bin, and I was like, okay. I don't even know. It's yeah. <laughs> I but, actually I saw them live one time, kind of by accident. I was there for the other band, and they happened to be the headliner. They're pretty cool, but I, I never did. I need to listen to them. So like on actually, yeah, you know, the recorded stuff. It's so. How can I say this? It's kind of like it's addicting to their sound. They have like this. It's not low. No, not really lo-fi, but it's kind of like a low, um, very simple beat, very um, unique bass uh, lines and guitar. It sounds like sounds like something from a uh, Quentin Tarantino movie. That's how they describe it. But they have That's so cool. many good songs. I bought um, like three of their albums already, and I just bought one on vinyl. I kind of want to buy more their stuff on vinyl, but it, it's it's all like instrumental. But it's so good, and like I try to hook, I try to get your uncle on it, but I don't think he was like feeling it at that moment. So I'm like, mm, maybe I'll show you later, dude. But you gotta yeah. show him when he's just like the perfect amount of drunk, and it's gotta be kind of an upbeat, groovy kind of song, and then then he'll like it. <laughs> See, she even I'm knows. If he's had a couple of drinks, then he starts to like, you know, what's your plan? <laughs> yeah, I know. You know how your deal is. I'm telling you, Josh. If you're listening to this, <laughs> she got you down, and I do too. So, <laughs> but yeah, Crumbin's um, really good. Um, I bought. Albert Hammond Jr.'s album. I bought Hawthorne Heights' uh, album on vinyl, and then I bought um, 
uh, Unknown Mortal Orchestra. I know you. I know you've heard of that oh. before. Yeah. Which yeah. one? Uh, Multi Love. I bought that one on on vinyl. Sweet. Okay. It. I. I have their other albums like digitally, but I bought that one on vinyl. I kind of want to buy their latest one. I think it's Sex and Food. I. I want to buy that one because I listened to it on Spotify just to like listen to it again. And I'm like, man, I need to buy this thing on vinyl because it's just there's something about listening to music on vinyl that takes you to like another level for some reason. If you you know what I mean. I mean, it sounds like ten times better. I mean, it really does, and it's really awesome to hold something in your hand and have something physical to look at. I love putting the record on. And if there's like some kind of like, you know, enfold inside of it or poster, or, you know, it always comes with something cool. Or just holding the actual album cover in your hand is a really unique experience. I think it definitely connects, connects like the listener to the music more than it does, you know, listening to Spotify or something, you know. Exactly. Especially with like older albums. Um, funny story. I, I was looking on um, Facebook Market or some, I think it was Let Go. And this lady was selling like a big box of vinyl and she had pictures of certain ones that she had on there. And I was like, oh man, that's a, that's a gold mine. I got to pick up some of that stuff. So I bought it and I was looking through it. I'm like, okay, this one's a good one. This one's a good one. And then like the one that I was really looking for, she didn't have it in there. And I kind of messaged her and I'm like, Hey, this one that you have in the picture is not in here. And she didn't reply black. And I was like, Whatever, I'm not even gonna bother with. I'll just go. I was. It was a Stevie Ray Vaughan. Um, couldn't um, couldn't stand the weather. Um, final, and I was oh, like, man. and I was like, yeah, I was like bummed, and I was like, <sighs> like that. <laughs> it was just oof. So, <laughs> I picked up some of the stuff. She had like some ZZ Top, uh, Peter Frampton's first album. She's had uh, Frank Sinatra. Um, Aerosmith, um, Ariel Speedwagon, stuff like older stuff like that. And I was like, all I got to do is just clean the vinyl because I bought one of the little vinyl cleaners, put them in a little um, non uh, anti static little slip, and they're good as gold. Just, you know, no scratches, no nothing. So um, I like buying like the older vinyls. And sometimes they come with like posters and stuff like that. And I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. You know, it's, oh, the older ones are always the best ones because they come with like cool stuff in it. Yeah, definitely. So. Yeah, I love buying used vinyl and stuff. Yeah, that I I rather buy used ones because it's kind of like, it's it it's new to you, but it kind of has like that um that weathered feel, like this album's been played a couple times. It's it's been around the it's been around the needle a few times, and you know it yeah, it's, it, it has that, that yeah. So it's like ooh. It's it's so it's like vintage kind of in a way. It's not really vintage, but it's not like ooh, you know. Same thing with like when you find Beatles records, kind of like that, and they're like kind of in pristine condition, and you're just like, it's like holy grail. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Which I do need to message that guy because I said I was going to buy his Beatles records, but we'll talk about that later. So, uh, talking about music and stuff like that, um, tell me about the favorite bands you're listening to. Well, no, not actually. No, we'll do that later. Um, but tell me what the, your favorite bands are at the moment. Um, I will say that it took me forever 
to get, I don't know, the question, what's your favorite band of all time, was always really hard for me, but I definitely figured it out in the last, like, two years. I'm obsessed with King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. I'm sure you've seen me post stuff about them on my social media and stuff, like, all the time. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I really, I love them so much. I mean, they're, they're just, they're crazy. They're just, like, very unique. They used to have seven members up until, like, two weeks ago. They had two drummers up until two weeks ago. The The drummer actually, like, left the band. He's still, like, their manager and stuff, but he started the, a record label associated with them, so he's, like, focusing on that. That's cool. Um, but they have, like, a bunch of albums. In 2017, they came out with, like, five albums in one year. It's not. They just, they release so much music, and, you know, some a band that releases that much music, you're like, ah, you know, is it all going to be the quality? And it is, every album is solid. I love them a lot. Yeah, I heard about them at a. I heard of them at a party one time, and this guy was like, "Hey, play, rat, play Rattlesnake," and I was like, "What's Rattlesnake?" I was like, "Is he playing that country <laughs> song that everyone plays at like parties?" But when they played it, and they're like Rattlesnake, and I was like, "Oh, this sounds so good! I gotta, I gotta get this." So I downloaded it, and I've downloaded a couple other songs. I forgot the name of them, but I was like, "Dude." This band rocks. I wish I can. They they've seen the friends that they were uh, playing the band the song. They said they seen them live, and I'm like, dude, I would like to go see them live. Where can I see them live? <laughs> you know, but, dude, yeah, I've seen them twice, both times. Oh my god, they're just amazing. They are so talented. I just don't understand how they can be so talented. And their live shows are crazy. Their fan base is wild as hell. I mean. It's it's very interesting, very entertaining, very fun. I bet, dude. They rock. You know who's um, another good fan base and a, a band I actually got to see last year that was like top of the top? I got to see Tim and Paula last year. Oh, that's cool. I bet that was a fun show. So that's a funny story behind that one as well. So they were announcing that Tame Impala was playing at ACL. So I was like, well, I got to go to ACL then to go see Tame Impala. And then they were like, nope, they're going to be playing here in Houston before they go to, to ACL. So I was like, word, that's awesome. So long story short, I waited for the tickets to go on sale. Within like 10 minutes, they were already sold out. So I was bummed. So after like my birthday came around, I saw this guy on Facebook saying that he was selling an extra ticket. And I was like, dude, I have to jump on that because if I don't, I'm going to miss like the opportunity of my life. So I messaged him and I'm like, how much are you selling your ticket? He's like, I'm selling it at 65. I was like, look, dude, I'll give you $75 right now for that ticket. And he was like, seriously? I was like, dude, I'll give you 80. But right now I'm giving you 75 just to lock it in. So... We meet up a couple days, and he gives me the ticket. And I open it, and I'm, I'm scared because I'm like, I don't know if I just wasted $75 on a fake ticket. So <laughs> the day comes, and where they had the venue, really small, really small venue. You wouldn't think that Tame would play there, but it's it's a small venue kind of like close to downtown. It's kind of one of our little local um, venues. And I got there super early thinking, well, I'll get a beer and then I'll wait in line. There was already a line going like like maybe two miles. And I was like, oh, I better get in line before, you know, people start coming in. So I was supposed to meet up my friend. 
he ended up like meeting me inside and it took him like 45 minutes an hour to get there and he missed like the first band the first band is like this hungarian um uh amsterdam kind of like alternative indie band and all they play i forgot they just sing in like hungarian their their language but they were good and i was like oh shit this band rocks i don't even know what the hell they're saying they played in like their native instruments and, and stuff like that. And it was pretty cool because they had like pedals and stuff like that. Anyways, long story short, again, Tame Impala came on. It was like amazing. It was like seeing like the greatest band of all time. It's probably how people felt when they saw Pink Floyd. That's how I that's how I personally feel. Cause it was just like it just <laughs> rocked it out. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing confetti everywhere everyone's singing along everyone's just having a good great time and then it was when it was over i was like oh my gosh did i just experience tame impala in a small venue crazy crazy (laughs) and i was i was really excited too because they had no was it this year no they hadn't come out with any other new music yet they had just released like one song and i was like if they play this one song, I'm going to go crazy. And they did. And I was like, yes. So. That was awesome. Yeah. That was really cool, man. I uh, wish I had seen them before. You haven't seen they them yet? No, I haven't. I'm actually, man, I missed out. My parents went and saw them when I was in like ninth grade. And I didn't listen to them at the time. And I didn't go. Yeah. Um, and I will forever regret it because it was small time. They hadn't released Currents or anything yet. It was just, you know, it was like Kevin Parker or it's like he made like Moonrism or uh, Inner Speaker and stuff, but there was nothing else out yet. I missed out big time, but I would still like to see them one day. What the hell, Jessica? Why didn't you take me yet? She, you missed out. Come on, man. <laughs> no. They I... offered. They offered. And I was like, nah, I don't know who that is. I'm <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. Biggest regret ever, man. It happens. <laughs> like when, yeah, when Lonerism came out, I actually didn't know that they played in this smaller venue that I got to play in a couple years later. But yeah, they played. They played in this small venue, and I was like, I can't believe I missed out in 2013. I could have seen them before they like blew, blew, blew up. And I was like, damn. But I finally got to see them at their like peak moment, which is pretty cool because I was pretty close. Not far, but it was pretty close, and it's it's an awesome, it's awesome. I I hope that he gets a tour again when everything kind of dies down from I'm all sure this, you. you know. And I kind of wanted to see My Chemical Romance too. I mean, I had a friend who was gonna give me his ticket if he couldn't go, and I was really like banking on him not going. So that's what I wanted to see too. <laughs> but that, I might have to wait till next year, I guess. Yeah, hopefully by next year, man. Who knows? Yeah, I don't I, I don't know. I've had so much many plans this year to see bands and do this and do that and then they just like well, I can't do anything now, you know. Um I think the last <laughs> band I got to see was I think a friend of mine's band in like February. I don't remember. Um it's been like 6 months so I, I don't even remember. It's been a long time, but it's a small little band and I was just like, I, I didn't even know that that was going to be the last time I'm actually live music for six months. Because yeah. I always have friends inviting me to shows and telling me, hey, we're going to go play here. Hey, we're going to go play this. I'll save you a ticket. Okay, you know. And now I'm just like, 
what am I going to do? I, you know, everyone's kind of bummed out. Like my friends, um, bloom and doom. They, they, it's a booking, booking, booking company. Sorry. Um, they, they were the ones that they booked like the underground shows and stuff like that. Well, they're kind of, yeah, they're kind of stuck now because they don't, they can't book any shows and that's kind of like what they like to do. So it's kind of like hurting them, you know, because, you know, they don't get to hang out with their friends. They don't get to meet with their uh, bands. I think, yeah, that was the last show I went to go see. It was with Motives and, um, another band. They're like, like underground, like post hardcore kind of band stuff like that. Screamo and stuff like that. They're they're pretty good, pretty pretty good. But yeah, I think that's the last band I got to see. But yeah, I I don't know. We'll see mm-hmm. how things are in twenty twenty one. I hope things are better because I miss music, <laughs> live music. Same man. Me too. Yeah. I can't even remember what the last show I saw was. Feels like forever. It was probably ten days. <laughs> Yeah. Speaking of live shows, yeah. so I know you got to meet Mac DeMarco. How was that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was really cool. That was a couple of years. It was like two years ago. And um, I'd gone to the show and stuff. And I'd always said to like my co-host, cause I, I mean, I'm a huge Mac DeMarco fan. And um, I was like, I used to say to my co-host, it sounded like, oh, you know, because I, I kind of have a habit of like, going backstage or like waiting after the show you know I always want to meet mm-hmm. the artist or get a picture and yeah. just say what's up and something like that and I was like oh Mac Mark will probably be like the one indie artist I'll never get to meet because he's you know he's too big and you know, he's too popular people you know it'd be hard to just like meet him you know and there was a big venue that I saw him at I saw him at the Toyota Music Factory uh, up here in North Texas and it was after the show we're like walking back and we saw, like, this crowd of people, and we're like, what the hell is going on? I, like, walk over there, and there's, like, this fence, and the fence is, like, open. And he's standing there, like, taking pictures with people, and there's just, like, this little line of people, probably a crowd of, like, 15 to 20 people, and everyone's just taking photos with them and stuff. And I was like, oh, shit, this is my chance. I was so excited. Um, and, yeah, so I just, like, went up there and took a picture with them. It was cool. And I got a liner. Uh, for the radio station, you know, just something uh, I usually do when I work at the station. Just like, hey, can you say, you know, I'm Matt DeMarco and you're listening to KTXT FM Lubbock or something. And so I held up my phone to record it. And he, he of course, being Matt DeMarco, had to say something goofy. And he was like, uh, <laughs> this is Matt DeMarco. You're listening to KTXT, the Radio 88.1. He's like, up next, we've got 15 Van Halen songs in a row. Keep a lucky lip. You know, it was really funny. Me that's pretty cool um yeah actually, he was super interesting to me yeah that, that is i actually got to meet him too and this is a funny mm-hmm. story yeah this is a funny story so he i think it was the same tour that you got you got to see him on he played here in houston oh, i think man. it was with, was it with the flaming lips or something like that yeah, yeah yeah okay so he played here in houston my friend daniel went to go see him at the show but this club that I go to called Barbarella, shout out to Barbarella, um, they've been um, promoting Mac DeMarco DJing. And I was like, wait a minute, is he going to DJ here for real? Or is it just like a DJ playing his music? No one would answer me. And I was like, 
you know what? I'm just going to come, you know? And they had like this little poster kind of him like, it was like a Bart Simpson kind of ish, but he's like dressed like the Mac DeMarco with the little gap and everything. And um, we go and every, there's like a crowd there at the, at the club and we're just like waiting. And I'm like, where's Mac? Where is he? Where is he? Everyone's like, where's Mac DeMarco? Where's Mac DeMarco? So it kind of goes black. And then we like see him out of nowhere, just like up on stage on the DJ booth. And everyone's <laughs> just like, what? For re-? Everyone was like shocked because we didn't think it was going to be really him. So he goes shirtless and he just starts DJing. He's like, this is the first, this is my first DJ gig. Be gentle with me. Don't, don't go too hard or something like that. And he just, he plays some pretty good music. And I was like, what? This dude, crazy. So then like he starts like doing some goofy stuff. I think he got like a candle and like poured the wax on his body or something like that. Weird. <laughs> Total Mac Marco. <laughs> But then he started like speaking in like Italian because you know he does that little that little goof about that yeah. being Italian. So he starts doing that, and then like towards the end of the night, he's like, "Yeah, everybody, I'm 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 fucked up, and you know I'm gonna play the last song. We're all gonna get into it." So he plays Van Halen, "Dancing with the Devil," and oh. then he jumps from the stage into the into the the crowd, which is us, and he's crowd surfing throughout the whole club, and we're like holding him up and I got to touch his butt and everything and then it, was, it sounds weird but like yeah I mean it was, it was pretty cool I got to help him up and and put him back I and mean, he just crowds everybody but he was like messed up and then he was like thanks guys and he started making out I guess with his girlfriend or whoever she was and then and he just <laughs> left and it was like that was like one of the best nights of my life because I got to meet like that Matt. oh I ain't got to touch his butt so it was pretty cool I think I have pictures <laughs> on my Instagram I might send them to you. And then I saw that you met him too. And I was like, what? We got to meet Mac DeMarco. That's awesome. Awesome. <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. I heard he gets pretty crazy during a show. The show I was at, he didn't, I mean, I don't even remember if he was drinking. He didn't really seem like it. But he was also like the the opener, playing mm-hmm. the the headliner. Um, so he wasn't going too crazy this time around, but it was still a really good show and Flaming Lips. Oh my God. See, that was the first time I saw the Flaming Lips and holy shit, they put on a crazy ass show. It is I like, bet. I bet they being do. on drugs without taking drugs. Like it was nuts. It was crazy. Yeah. I think Mac <laughs> was probably tame that night because of what happened the night before because <laughs> he was here. But yeah, I, I know Flaming Lips do a pretty good show, like their whole prop set up and the lights and just everything kind of makes you feel like you're on drugs but you're not on drugs same thing with like tames like light show you're kind of like on lsd but you're not but you're just like you have like this euphoria um like <laughs> moment and you're just like oh my gosh this is like amazing you know so i, I totally i totally feel that with flaming lips and flaming lips are good their music's so like badass like yeah, seriously so they've been good, going man. strong for a good while too yeah, definitely. Long time. So, now that you graduated and all that, um, what's next for you, Mia? No, man. I don't really know. I've just been, well, I graduated, you know, and the plan was to have a job, you know, right after graduation, but COVID hit before I could even graduate, and nobody's hiring, man. I really want to work in the music industry. You know, working at the radio station, I made a lot of 
connections and stuff and mm-hmm. uh, interned at this promotion company that I worked with a lot at the radio station up in uh, Utah, New Jersey. And that was really fun. And it, it really showed me that I really want to work in that industry, you know, kind of on the promotional advertising marketing side of music. Um, and it's something I really want to do. So that's the kind of job I'm looking for right now. I'm just searching for that. Something fun. Because, I mean, everything that I've seen that is available or that is hiring, it's like, must have 10 years of experience in the music industry. And I'm like, well, 10 years ago, I was 12. So I don't have 10 years of experience. But you know, I'm just trying to find that that job to get me started and you know, move somewhere different and you know, start something new. I feel you on that. That's the same way I felt when I graduated from high school. My whole thing growing up, I wanted to be a music producer. And that's what I was. So we'll go back two years. I started bringing my guitar to height to school. And I think I was actually the first one to like pioneer that because nobody really brought their instruments. As soon as I started bringing mine, everyone brought their instruments. And then it was just like it took off from there. So I kind of started that for all you people that are at Cy Ridge, you kind of listen to this and they're like, who's the one started? It was me. Okay. It was me. But <laughs> aside from that, I started bringing my guitar, started playing. A lot of people liked it. So I was like, hmm, maybe I should just be in the music industry. You know, maybe I could be a musician. I've been playing for a long time. Um, you know, let's, I'm, I want to be in bands. That's what I tried to do in high school. Never really worked out. Even when I got out of high school, um, like I said, I wanted to go to college to be a music producer, and then I chickened out because I was going to go to community college for it. So I was like, screw this. Wow. I don't want to do it anymore. So anyways, so I started like joining like local bands and stuff like that. Um, one of them uh, is a crazy story, but I'm not really going to d- uh, dive deep into that. That one's crazy. But I started doing the local <laughs> band thing, and, um, you know, being in a band, you kind of like – yeah, this is the one. We're 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 gonna play all these shows. We're gonna get popular, and you know we're gonna we're gonna be playing all this. You know that's how you. That's what a musician thinks when he's. You know that's the one. Every band is gonna be the one. So every band I joined, I thought it was gonna be the one. And usually I did all the um, social media promotions, and I took care of all that. So I was gonna get the band somewhere because that was my goal. So yeah. Whenever that kind of ran out, I kind of looked at myself and I was like, well, I can't start my own band because the vibe that I'm trying to do, no one else is feeling that. And then if they do, they're kind of lazy about it. So I ultimately kind of gave up on music. And then I kind of started like looking into like podcasting because podcasting was kind of new to me. It had been around for a while, but it was new to me. So I started doing research. And then, I don't know, just like last year, I started talking to friends about it, family members. And then I bought like the uh, equipment and I set it up and then I just started my podcast. And it's going to be a year in a couple of months. And yeah, I, I kind of like this more better than being in a music because... I don't have to play, I don't have to practice, I don't have to sit, but I still have to have that um, same mentality as promoting, 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 like it's a show, which it is a show, but it's not yeah. like a live show. Well, yeah, it is a live it, show. It but takes a talent to 
Yeah. It takes the talent to have a podcast, and I think we really got it. I'm I'm glad that here we are now. You know, I'm glad it worked out the way it did. Yeah, I mean, kind of. You kind of influenced me too. You kind of like. I was like, if Mia can be a DJ at her college, then I can do this myself, and I can be a podcaster. Because I looked at it that way. I was like, oh, my little, yeah. if my little cousin can do it, I think I could do it. You know, I kind of have. I got. It, I got it. So you kind of gave me that little inspiration oh, yeah. yet. So. Shout out oh, to man, you. That's so, good to hear. <laughs> so yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, you know, I was just like, you know, if my family can do it, I think I can do it. I have the support, so I'm here now, and I enjoy it. It's kind of like, it's fun because I get to interview people, I get to have friends, I get to have family. I had your Theo on the show. His show, his at his second episode that I did with him is going to be coming out in a couple weeks, so that's going to oh, be fun. Sweet. I listened to the first one. Yeah, I didn't know y'all were doing the second one. Yeah, yeah, we did a second one when I went over there and visited him in, um, a couple months ago. We did one in the hotel room, and I told him, hey, it's going to be out in October. And he was like, all right, cool, cool, you know how he is. So <laughs> that'll be coming out in a couple weeks. But, you know, at, like it's fun because I get to just – I shoot the shit with friends. I talk. I get to meet people. My goal right now – I, of course, you know who like Joe Rogan is, and he has like his little podcasting, and he always has like guests and stuff like yeah. that, right? So that's kind yeah. of like my inspiration, I think, at this moment. So I'm trying to get like friends, I'm trying to get like bands uh, on the show. I'm trying to see if I can get some local like um, pod, uh, not podcasters, YouTubers, and then just go up from there and see who who I can get. Maybe I can get some like big fish or something like that. So my goal is yeah. to do that, you know, to make something Joe Rogan-ish. And, you know, and it's working because I did get a lot of follows. And we just hit a 1,000 listens uh, a couple days ago. I saw that. Congrats, man. Thanks. It's, it's, it's awesome having uh, a 1,000 listens. <laughs> and it's kind of like, because like I said, I didn't think anybody was going to listen to me. I was like, eh, what, who, what do I have to say that people are going to listen to? And when I first started... It, my my show was not really ske- uh, not scheduled, but it was not really um, it wasn't really everything I put into it. Everything was kind of all over the place. So now that I have like this way of doing it now, it's kind of like better off. I just have to like keep to my my criteria and my outlines and all that. So um, yeah, <laughs> I forgot where I was going with this, but. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to I'm trying to make it bigger and better. I'm trying to get more listens. I gotta promote, promote, promote. Um, actually, you guys that are listening to this episode, I have a giveaway going on that ends tomorrow. I know you're probably like, "Oh crap, that's not gonna give me enough time." You got enough time in a day. You got at least under 24 hours. If you go and listen to my birthday episode, which is called "Happy Birthday, Bitch." Um, you have to listen to the first, you got to look for the first, um, and question and the last question. Uh, if you can tell me that you can win a $25 gift card to Chick-fil-A, Taco Bell. And if I had another one for this place called the waffle bus, but I know not everybody has a waffle bus cause it's very local. I'll just send you $25 and you can go have lunch or whatever. So that's the, the giveaway that I'm doing right now. But like I said, it, it, 
I'm trying to get myself out there, trying to make it more popular. There's there's a lot of podcasters here in Houston because, you know, it's a big city. There's everybody else has got different stuff. Everyone's kind of more above me. They have more listens. They have more followers and stuff like that. But that's my goal. And I think I can achieve it with my friends and my family. And like I said, I'm, I'm, I like having family on here, like, like Theo and some of our cousins and stuff like that because it's just fun. People get to know who we are. And it's kind of like, yeah, yeah, we know who, you know, who he is. We know his family. His family's funny and crazy and, and whatnot, you know. So they all get to they all get to know you and they all get to like you. That's what, all, what my kind of my plan is to for everybody to get to know who my family is. So. And, and then they get to know you as well. Through yeah. Your family. I mean, because I'm always telling it, stories and stuff like that. Yeah. All right, Matt. So oh, yeah. I'm going to ask you a couple questions and I all want right. you to answer them truthfully this is called answer the internet <laughs> so okay first question if you trained your son from birth to his 21st birthday to fight a gorilla would he stand a chance if i personally <laughs> yeah if you trained oh. your son from from when he was born till he turned 21 to fight a gorilla do you think he stands a chance against that gorilla? I don't think so, man. Not with my fighting skills. <laughs> <laughs> You're just like, Ugh. he's probably You're dead. yeah, he, he's screwed. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I, I don't think my son would. He'd just be like, that's a gorilla. No, I couldn't. No, not even with like, <laughs> like I can't do this, right? Nothing, nothing. Okay, second question: <laughs> Would you rather live in the middle of nowhere in Iowa? The swamps of Louisiana or Alaska? Alaska. And why Alaska? Uh, I don't know. I've heard a lot of great things about Alaska, about the nature there. It's cold and they got lots of like fishing. I don't know. I'm not a big fisher, but it sounds fun. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm guessing you're used kind of like the cold because... You guys are so up north, and I know you'll kind of get, like, snow and, like, the weather hits you first. So you're probably used to the cold than we are down here. Yeah, Lubbock was pretty cold. Not as cold as, like, the rest of the panhandle, but Mm -hmm. pretty darn cold. (laughs) All right. Uh, Third question. So who would win in a fight? Ten, ten-year-olds, or a hundred, hundred-year-olds? I think a hundred, hundred-year-olds. If they were, like, really healthy. (laughs) <laughs> really? I, well, I think maybe like ten of them might be super healthy. I don't know. Not that yeah, many strong hundred-year-olds. I don't know. I have to go with the ten. A lot of people. Yeah, that is. But I mean, have you met a ten-year-old lately? <laughs> Their kids are crazy. That's true. Yeah, those kids are nuts. They will bite your ear off, literally. And it's like, whoa! Just because yeah. I give you a, a ice cream pop, <laughs> calm down, dude. <laughs> You're probably right, dude. <laughs> I know. So, last question. If there was a stat available for every aspect of your life, what what's one stat you would want to see? Stat? Hmm. Like a Like a statistic or something? Yeah, like a like statistic. Something that I can't tell on my own. Yeah, kind of like in sports Ooh. when we have like statistics of like uh, RBIs and um, runners and, and scoring position stuff like that. You know, football, soccer. You know, st- stats, kind of like that. 
maybe like how many albums I've ever listened to in my life or something. That might or, like, be a good different one. artists. How many different artists I listen to? That's a pretty good stat. I like that stat. I think that'd be cool. That's I don't like, know. It'd be a crazy number, I'm sure. Yeah, you probably would be like overall ninety nine or something. <laughs> <laughs> which is a which is a Madden joke. Um, everyone's whoever's like a superstar, they're all like ninety nine. So you probably be like in that ninety nine. So that's funny. I probably <laughs> be there too. I think I would like to know what, that stat, but also how many times that I that I'm hungry because sometimes I'm like I don't know if I'm hungry or not, and I kind of want to know the statistics. Like how many times are you hungry throughout the day? And if it's like <laughs> 10 or like more, I'm going to be really disappointed because it's like, I'm never hungry. And then it's like, no, you are hungry. You're just lying to yourself. <laughs> That's <sighs> well, we finished Answer the Internet. And now we're going to go to our second. Well, it's actually our first topic. I just kind of end the whole conversations with Answer the Internet. So we're going to go to our first topic. <laughs> Well, not topic, but our first segment. Uh, it's called Unpopular Opinions. So, Miet, since you are our guest, I would like to know what are what is one of your unpopular opinions that you have that some people won't agree with? Yeah, so this, this is kind of a hard question for me because, you know, you you know you have unpopular opinions, but you forget, you know, you don't just, like, think of them off the top of your head. Mm-hmm. But the first thing I thought of when you said that was The Office. I don't think The Office is a very good show. I don't think it's very funny. I think it's kind of boring. Kind of same with thing with, like, Friends. I don't know. I just don't get the hype over The Office. I don't think it's very funny. Okay, so That's my opinion. I'm not going to judge you. I'm not mad at you. <laughs> Please don't think you're um, So anyways, no, I totally understand. Um, I just started watching The Office like last year. I think I've seen it like three times. My girlfriend doesn't understand it because it's, she does, that's her humor. Is, she doesn't find that funny. You know, her humor is different than my humor. And um, I'm like, you just, you just have to watch it. And, and I understand some people will watch the whole thing and they're just like, man, it's not that funny. It's kind of cringy. It's kind of like outdated you know and i understand with friends too I, I feel like friends is overrated but the office is a pretty good show the only thing that makes it bad is their fan base their fan base is horrible it's just very annoying oh my god yeah you gotta watch the office you gotta watch the office you got i'm like oh my god please shut up i've seen it like three times i'm not like billy eilish <laughs> watching it like 27 times chill the fuck out <laughs> oh my god 27 times oh shit She's, she has no life, so, I mean, she can watch it however many times she wants. <laughs> All right, so that's your unpopular opinion. Yeah. Now, I, have a, I have a couple of them I've written down. Sometimes I think about them throughout the day, and I write them down. Some of them are kind of Let's good. Some of them are kind of bad, but okay. So uh, let's see. This kind of goes with, I guess, the whole trend thing that's been going on with, I guess, our millennials and Gen Z and stuff like that. So people shouldn't jump on trends because everyone else is doing it. That's my popular opinion that I feel like people shouldn't be jumping on trends like that because just because everyone else is doing it doesn't mean you have to do it. Same thing with like music. It's like, oh, everyone's listening to so-and-so. I have to listen to so-and-so because everyone else is. And then like you don't even like so and so, you know. Yeah. 
That's mine because. Oh, that's okay. I thought you were about to say something else. Dude, yeah, no, I totally agree with that. <laughs> For like one second. But yeah, no, definitely I understand that. Like, be original, man. You don't have to. I, I definitely see that with like TikTok trends. Like, I can't I, stand I, TikTok. It's so annoying to me. To... <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I freaking love TikTok. But you just got to get past like the first day of TikTok and the then you like stuff. it because it like. Yeah, once you get past the cringy stuff, it starts like customizing like your timeline to like your your personal taste. So like it just morphs into like this perfect for you page. Yeah, that says everything you're interested in. It's really cool. I mean, after I mean, it's kind of scary because it's like, damn, they know everything that I'm into. They know all my shit. You know, <laughs> but I mean, it's really cool because stuff you're interested in. And now I love TikTok. I think TikTok is so fun. But I agree with like the, the the trends that happen on TikTok sometimes. I'm like, dude, who cares? I don't want to see this person dancing to the newest like lame pop song that just came out. <laughs> yeah, I I kind of for me, I kind of like Vine better than TikTok. Even though Vine was kind of like the the not the predecessor, but it was like before TikTok, and it kind of made yeah. TikTok what it is now because Vine was kind of the same way. I like Vine better, but I mean, to people, you know, to each their own. I'm not going to judge. Like I said, I don't really like TikTok because like everybody and their grandma that I know has a TikTok and then they want to be like TikTok famous. And I'm like, yo, just chill out, bro. You're not going to be famous off of like a 10 second video of you dancing with your butt in the air. No. <laughs> yeah, right, me that, man. So you have the second one. Your unpopular opinion, if you have a second one. Ooh, I do not have a second one. Let me think real quick. Um, I think that... Who's like a really popular artist? Like, oh, okay. Well, you go ahead. Do you have one? A second one? Um... Luigi is better than Mario. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can roll with that. Oh, oh Green my gosh. Outfit. You guys, you just agreed with me. It's true. Everyone knows. Everyone uh, says it. It's true. <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I-, I can get down with that. Luigi's pretty cool. He's taller. His outfit's green. Yeah, and he's like, <laughs> he's probably more like alternative than Mario. Mario probably listens to like garbage and luigi's like bro you're not listening to like the lo-fi underground music bro (laughs) so you gotta listen to it when you go to like luigi's haunted mansion come on he's listening to it he's listening to that lo-fi (laughs) hip-hop you know that's cool for sure for sure yeah that's cool Well, yeah. Uh, I don't really play a lot of video games like Mario and stuff, but I totally get down with Luigi Vibe. What about you? Give me, yeah. Why don't you give me a popular opinion of a band that you like that, or a band that you don't like that everybody else likes? What's what's like an unpopular opinion, like of a band? Ooh, okay. So, like for me. 
My my example is like I don't really like U two. I think U two is garbage. Oh, I totally agree. Okay, that's a good one. Uh, I would say Radiohead. I don't think Radiohead's that good. Oh, sorry, man. <laughs> no, it's okay. You just lost uh, me like eighty fault. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> no, I kind of, I I kind of agree with you, but. I'm kind of on the fence where it's like I don't really listen to Radiohead. I kind of have their albums because I bought the like this big old lot of a bunch of CDs and there was a couple of Radiohead CDs and I haven't really listened to them. And I'm not really a big fan of Creep because I think it's just really annoying how Tom York's voice sounds. So I kind <laughs> of agree with you, but it's kind of like I don't know what I'm talking about either because like I never really listened to them. But yeah, I can agree with you. The Radiohead's kind of overrated a little I mean, bit. Yeah, I don't know. When I worked at the record store this last summer, some dude was buying a Radiohead CD, you know, and I'm like checking them out at the cash register, and he's like, "You ever listen to Radiohead?" And I'm like, "Yeah, a couple times." He's like, do you like them? And I was like, "No, not really." And he's like, "What, dude? They're like the greatest band ever." I don't know. He just like was super condescending and totally like made me want to dislike the band even more. True. True. <laughs> that's what the same way i felt when i was with this one band um this guy he loved like loved u2 and like bon jovi and i'm like dude no please don't like come on man you can like better music than that. <laughs> come on man please you know but like every song that he read it was good but it was just he tried to sound like Bon Jovi, and he tried to play like U2, and I'm just like, it sucks. I mean, <laughs> but, I mean, like I said, to each their own. I can't really hate on it. If you like that certain music, you like that certain music. There's people out there that like Cardi B, and I'm just like, no, but, hey, you do you, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I feel that. So. Okay, so we're going to, since we're done with our little popular opinion section, let's go back into a little more conversations before we go into our our second to last one. So, um, man, I know you're keeping up. I know you know with all this stuff that's going on um, within the last six months with the whole police brutality stuff and and just everything that's going on. Like, I kind of want to get your view, how you view things and how your opinion on this stuff. Like, what do you, what do you think of all this stuff that's going on? Yeah, man. I mean, I'm definitely like on the side of, you know, cops and police need to be, in my opinion, they need to be defunded. I don't think that they need to just be, you know, disbanded. I don't think we need to get rid of cops or anything, but I definitely think that there is a problem in this country with racism and systemic racism. Um, and I think that there needs to be a change. And I think that black lives matter, you know, and I think that, um, things in this country need to change so that we can grow. I mean, we've seen with COVID and how things are being handled that way and how, you know, protests and riots and stuff are being handled and how the media portrays things. I think is ridiculous. I think that, um, we definitely need a change, I guess, to say. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Like, with the whole defund the police, like, I understand people think that, like, you know, everyone's just giving money to the police. But 
So I had a friend of mine ask me this question. She was like, we need to defund the army. And I was like, you know, that's a bad idea. And she's like, why? I was like, well, the army, you know, they have, tr- they get, they're, they get spent trillions of dollars. But trillions of dollars is not going to just certain people. It's going to their um, ammunition, their vehicle inspections, and, um, you know, their wardrobe and, and food and, and, and shelter. You know, all that trillion dollars goes to certain things, people payroll. So with, like, the police, too, you know, it goes to certain things, like their, their maintenance on vehicles and, and, and training and stuff like that. And I understand, like, people wanted to fund the police because they feel like the police, they get too much money. But kind of, like, that's where the money goes. It's not really going into their pockets. It's kind of going into, like, their system, like, police academy and, and uniforms and certain things like that, you know? Because that's what cops need. You can't just have cops going in, like, regular clothes to, like, arrest people because then that looks even worse. So most of the money does go to certain stuff like that. And I understand that maybe they do get a little too much than what they should be getting you know and other stuff can go to certain things but i kind of think like not defunding it but like i guess reviewing how much you give them and kind of thinking hey maybe we should just give them this and this much money enough to um pay like certain stuff like that and then you know payroll and stuff like that not give them like billions of dollars just give them like couple million to like pay the bills and you know get their stuff done because there are a lot there are a lot of crooked cops that that do um take money and stuff like that and i feel like if they kind of are lenient on giving you know so much money it's like well those people won't get that money back you know they're just kind of like oh crap i can't get this money anymore because they're not giving us all these millions of dollars so that's kind of how i see it and you know, of course, like I said, Black Lives Matter. I agree with you with that. Um, like with me and your Theo, we're talking about in our episode that's coming up. We kind of, we kind of see eye to eye on some things, and we both kind of agreed. We we understand that Black Lives Matter. You know, they're minorities just like us. We 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 grew up with them. We we know. You know, and when stuff like that happens to them, it, it is sad. But I feel kind of like when people take advantage of like certain situations, I, we, that's where me and, and your Theo don't agree with some stuff. Like with the whole, you know, we understand like, hey, look, things need to change, systemic racism and stuff like that. We understand that all needs to change because that doesn't just affect his um, blacks. It also affects me and you and your Theo has a Hispanics and, and everybody else, too, you know, because we're all in this. And it's not just certain people, you know, but we all stand with one another because us minorities, we got to look out for one another, you know? Yeah, definitely. And I, I mean, I agree with what you're saying. I don't think we should completely take away all the money from police or anything. Uh, when I say defund, I mean, like, not take away all the money, but look at how, you know, how much money we're giving them yeah. and maybe give money to other things so that we, the communities don't have to depend on cops, maybe give money to more you know, there's there's other things that you can do instead of calling the cops. You know, there's like hotlines for you know, victims of abuse. You don't always have to call the cops and, you know, get help from cops. There's people exactly. that I think that can handle things better than the cops do. I mean, police only get so much training. I mean, I, I can't even remember how many weeks it is, but it's not a long time. I mean, to be able to be trained in that little amount of time and then they give you a gun and then they say, Hey, okay, here you are. You're in charge of 
keeping the public safe. I don't think it's enough time. I think if we're going to, you know, put some funding elsewhere or spend longer time training the police or training them for certain situations, because this, I mean, this track record that we've seen that they can't handle certain situations. So I think maybe funding other places like, you know, like mental health support lines, people that are trained to deal yeah. with sensitive situations. Exactly. Yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I, I, I know some people that have gone through whole police academy and training and stuff like that. And it's kind of like, I think, six weeks or a couple months or some people even do like a year. But I feel like they need to keep training kind of like um, like with lawyers and everything like that. That's a profession. They go to school for quite some time and then they do all this studying and then even they're still studying even when they get their you know, they're, um, they're, they do their bar exam and stuff like that. And, you know, they're continuously learning. And I think police need to do some kind of training or monthly training or yearly training and get everybody situated and be like, Hey guys, we're going to talk about this. We're going to talk about that. You know, we gotta, we gotta do this. We gotta do that. Because I think once you get like a system, once you get like a system going and you get people used to doing trainings every so often and, and, and doing this and that, I feel like police might get more comfortable and things might change a little bit more. And I feel like more people will see that, you know, and especially with cops too, they deal with a lot of stuff. They, they have like mental health um, evaluations too, because some of them do get scarred. I've seen some people tell me where they've seen stuff and it like scars them because you know, they have kids and, and, and it, it's like, well, what happens if that happens to me and stuff like that? So I, I, I feel for the police, but I also feel like some some police departments and some units, stuff like that need more training because you have to keep learning. Things change every year. Laws change every year. People change every year. You know, it's not the same thing as it was 10 years ago. People are different. You know, things change. So you kind of have to evolve and get with the times pretty much not everything's from the 1970s you know things are things are different now it's 2020 it's a whole new decade it's a whole yeah. new generation i agree i mean i think that they definitely should have more mental health support and training because obviously there's some cops that just like they have some prejudices you know deep within them and mm -hmm. they're just allowing it to affect their work and i think that there needs to be a better screening process or training or something to make sure that there's not people out there like that, you know, in positions of power. Yeah, exactly. I, some people, they're hotheads. They, they kind of lose control. And then, you know, I, I, I totally agree. Some people need to get evaluated a little bit more often than some because, yeah. you know, some people, <laughs> some people could be crazy, you know, so, and then some of them are kind of, racist and you know i like i understand like i told somebody it's like racism isn't born in you it's kind of like taught and it it's not the, yeah. it's not the poor kid's fault the poor man's fault i mean he, the way he grew up and, and the culture and just it sucks because you know i like you said you're half white and i know you probably got teased and bullied because people are like well you're not full mexican you're not full white and i know that i know that probably does oh, yeah. bother you a lot and it does bother me cuz it's like hey man you're picking on my cousin and, and it's not her fault you know and, and i know it sucks but you know it, people are just like that and it, it i know we all have to go through it me and your, me and your uncle we all we've all gone through it and your grandpa's gone through it. we all we all have so we all understand you know 
so I think just people need to be more aware and to get get a better education about that. And we kind of need to stop teaching that because I think once we stop stop teaching hate and start teaching understanding and stuff like that, I feel like more people and you know, might grow up better. We might have a better generation that's growing up. That's kind of like, Hey, look, I don't, you know, I'm not going to hate this person. I don't know him. So I want to get to know him before, you know, I make judgment and all that. So it's, it's, yeah. I'm just, hoping that yeah. Sorry, man, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I'm good. I was just going to say, I hope that, you know, this strong movement that's happening, I mean, it's such a big part of history. I think this is going to be something that people talk about for a long time. I hope that this experience and seeing this happen in our generation influences, um, you know, Gen Zs and millennials as they're having kids to raise their kids better and to teach them, you know, what's right and what's wrong and kind of show them, I don't know, make, change them, make them different, show, raise them in a different way than people have in the past to show that, you know, obviously racism isn't okay. You know, yeah. cops shouldn't be treating people like this, you know, et cetera. How to treat a human being like a human being. Exactly. There's this saying that I, um, I saw on Facebook one time and it really, stuck with me and i'm i'm just kind of like kind of uh paraphrase it it's kind of teach your children um what's it don't teach your children the way your parents taught you because they grew up in a different generation so like the way your parents taught you is kind of not you can't teach your kids that way because it's a different generation times have changed you kind of have to evolve with the times so that kind of stuck yeah, with me, you know, like my parents and, you know, and, and your grandparents, their, their generation was different. And, you know, your, your Aunt Amanda and your, your uncle David, you know, we all grew up differently. We all grew up with, with different, um, things, you know, and I know they want to teach their kids better, you know, and have them have a better life. And, you know, like, you know, Hannah and all them want that for their kids, you know, we have to teach them differently. Yeah. We can't keep the whole cycle. And some people keep that cycle going. That's why a lot of people kind of grow up racist like that because their family keeps it going. And we can't we can't let that happen. I won't, you know, I'm not going to teach my kids like that. You know, I know your, your deal, Josh, won't do that because we know better. And we know okay. that, like, hey, we want to make the world a better place. So it has to start with with us and end with them. So... I also think that it's our responsibilities as like, human beings that we know. Okay, so like you and I said, you know, we know that times change and that our parents don't always teach us exactly correct. You know, there's things that change. There's things that aren't right or that are more acceptable in earlier times. I think as human beings, as we grow up, we need to look and think, all right, you know, I love my parents. I think they taught me well. But also there's some things that, I don't agree with or that aren't correct. You know, like that guy, if, uh, you know, you said, you know, the cop, you know, it's not his fault. His parents, you know, he, he was raised up to think that way and to be prejudiced. I think it's also our like responsibilities as human beings to look around and be an individual and say, Hey, Oh shit. You know, maybe this is wrong. Maybe my parents weren't correct about this. 
you know, form opinions for yourself and decide, oh, maybe this is a racist thing to say, or maybe I am looking at people of color differently or treating others differently than they should be treated. Exactly. It, that's how I know. I don't, I don't want to see, you know, a lot of people are like, well, I don't see color. You know, I, I kind of, it's kind of cliche to say that, but I'd see people for who they are. If people are kind of jerks and assholes, they're jerks and assholes, regardless of what their skin tone is. But growing up being an adult and I'm getting older, it's kind of like I have to I have to understand like, hey, look, I don't know who this person is. I don't know what they've gone through, but I'm going to respect them regardless of their skin color, regardless of they're an asshole or not. Um, treat people the way you want to be treated, pretty much, is what we all grew up with. And, you know, like your grandpa was, you know, a pastor and this and that. So we all go to church and we all knew. So we, we have that in the back of our mind. We know, hey, look, we have to treat people the way we want to be treated because yeah. we're all humans. You know, we want to be treated with respect. So we need to start treating people with respect. And once we do that, then everything's fine and dandy and everyone can have a good time and we can stop wearing masks and stuff like that. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. I thought that was funny. My bad. I, I know that's stupid and corny, but I thought that was funny. <laughs> All right, so yeah, it's it it. That's why I want I want to get it from you because, like I said, you're you're younger than me. You see things more differently than I am because, like I said, you your your dad is white and your mom's Hispanic, and you the way you view the world and the way you see things are different than me. So it's good to get that perspective and it, it's good for other people yeah. to understand, you know, cause some people don't understand the younger generation. I don't even understand people younger than me. And I'm like, guys, what? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> but I kind of, I like picking people's brains and I kind of like finding out how they think and what they think and this and that. And it's like, that's what I was, you know, kind of doing with you is like, I want to see what Miette sees and how she views things and how, she understands the world because, you know, maybe the, it might help some of my older listeners be like, okay, yeah, you know, maybe maybe these kids are going through things that, you know, we, we don't understand. And it's good to get a good, fresh perspective. So Definitely, yeah. And I, I agree what you're saying. It's a good habit that you, I mean, it's a good, it's, excuse me, it's good that you have that habit of talking to other people and seeing other people's opinions because you're not always right. And I, I'm definitely not always right. I mean, I'm glad that we live kind of in a social media, I think can be good and bad, but it, it's good to be able to share information and learn from others that, Oh, you know, maybe this whole time, the way I've been thinking, even if it was different from my parents or how I was taught, maybe I was wrong. Maybe that, you know, there's other situations and sides of stories and stuff that I don't know about and you can learn from others even strangers on the internet interesting exactly I guess that's what this podcast platform is is to get information out there and forget the people to know I mean um my friends that I had you know they they show they shared their um their views and, and what they think and you know we kind of have some of the same views and stuff like that but everyone else is different. You kind of have to respect everyone's view, kind of understand where they're coming from. And sometimes it's okay to agree to disagree. Sometimes it's okay to have different views. But you guys can be civil about it and just be respectful human beings to each other and just have, you know, good time with each other. That's it. You know, 
like I had um, my girlfriend's brother. He was on the show. He's very liberal and stuff like that. Very, very liberal. And I got scared because, like, the way he came at me was like, shit, he's going to make me say shit that it's going to be like I can't take back because it's in the heat of the moment. And I kind of just let him talk and this and that. But I was kind of, like, nervous because I didn't want to put out that episode because this was, like, during the time with the whole, like, the the BLM was, like, very, very, like, active. And it was, like, people would come and cut your head off if you didn't agree with them. So I got scared because that. And he has different views than I do, you know. And it's just, it's kind of, like, can't be very civil. So... And, you know, I kind of, like I said, like I told people, it's like, if he was civil about it, understood what I was trying to say, I understood what he was saying, we can agree to disagree, and we can still be respectful, and still be human beings to each other, you know, because just because I have a different view than you doesn't mean that it's, like, horrible, it's just sometimes you have to understand the person, you know, but, I mean, if somebody thinks, like, like racism is okay, then you kind of have to, like, no, dude, it's not good, <laughs> gonna have to tell them views like that you kind of have to like tell people because of the you know people need to know yeah sure all right so we're going to go to our second to last topic well not topic but segment i don't know why i keep saying topic i think it's because i'm a little (laughs) sorry um we're going to what my favorite thing is called what are you listening to so pretty much it's called what are you listening to? So me at please tell our listeners what is some what are some bands that you have discovered lately that you've been listening to? It could be new, could be old, could be um something you're rediscovering. What are some bands that you're listening to and put some of the listeners on some of the good music that you got going on? Yeah, something uh one bands especially that I've recently gotten back into it's a band that i used to like a lot but you know it's it, i didn't really dive into them as much as i should have um electric light orchestra elo you're able to see them yes elo is kind of so older. good i i love them and uh, i recently probably in the last like three months just got really like way back into them to their albums out of the blue and um a new world record i've just been listening to the hell out of those really got into those lately i've been listening to a lot of thundercat um his newest record apocalypse thundercat is really good i like, you like his, thundercat? he's so good just like the way his how he plays and just it, it's so good it's so calming so relaxing but it's so funky at the same time yeah i love thundercat um and a third one that you might actually like i'd love if you got into them i definitely need to send them your way but rattlesnake milk they're out of uh, Lubbock, Texas, and they're kind of like, I don't know, it's a unique sound. It's something that I have yet to hear too much from other artists, um, but Rattlesnake Milk, they're kind of like psychedelic rock mixed with country. It's so interesting, and they just came out with an album, a uh, self-titled album, actually, and it was so good. They were kind of, they're like a local band from Lubbock, and they were really popular, you know, with the, the indie music scene and stuff, the Lubbock music scene, I guess, right before I went to school there. So, you know, when I started going to tech and stuff, people would tell me about them, and they'd come to Lubbock every once in a while and play. And I really dig them. I think they've got such an interesting and unique sound. 
Um, I think they're going to be huge any day now. Um, but I think they, they're kind of in the Austin area now. But they, they have such an interesting sound. I think they, they really got a unique thing going on. Nice. So rattlesnake milk is what they're called, right? Yeah. So okay. definitely check them out. Their newest self-titled album. It's great. I mean, you know what I need to do? I need to make a Spotify for this podcast and just have all my list, all my guests just put the music that they've been listening to into like a weekly thing or something like that. I'm going to do something like that. And so we can listen Dude, to all these bands. Cool. Yes. I have my own thing. It's but like, like a playlist. For yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. So um, I'm totally going to look into Rattlesnake Milk. I, I I feel like I might like them already. I feel like they're I'm their biggest fan already. <laughs> I haven't even listened to them Dude, yet. Dude, they're so good. <laughs> I'm gonna have to check. I them really out. like them. Definitely, you you'll be getting in on the ground floor. Nice. I swear nice. they're gonna blow up any day now. <laughs> See, that's why I gotta ask you because you know all this stuff more than I do, and I'm like, man, she knows more, and I'm like. I'm just barely like walking in. You've been already there, just like talking. Every you know everything, so I'm like, Miet Miet has no, it going man, on. No, man, I don't. I feel like you do, dude. <laughs> I promise. So, um, yeah, I need more. Is that all you got on what your? Have you been listening to? What I've been listening to. So, like I said, I've been listening to a lot of things. I've talked about a couple bands on my recent um, podcast I did with my friends. So I, I've been listening to this guy called Aiden Knight. He's from um, BC, British Columbia. He's kind of like very uh, indie folkish kind of, but like when he plays like the electric guitar and it has drums, it sounds very Beatle-ish, kind of Queenish vibe. Not very loud and That's like cool. aggressive, but it's kind of like the tone. And he, it's his like um, debut. It's not debut, but it's self-titled, and it, it's pretty good. It just came out. Um, Eight and Night, it's pretty good. Uh, what else have I been listening to? Um, this other band called The Happy Fits and Lovely the Band. They're like oh. this uh, alternative band, indie pop, stuff like that. One of the songs that I like I from Lovely the Band is called Emo. And I was like, oh my God, this shit slaps, dude. I'm like, this shit is good. <laughs> um, what else have I been yeah, listening to? Yeah. Um, I know you probably heard of Charmer before. They're kind of like this indie emo kind of like alternative like punk pop kind of rock band. They're pretty good. I don't think so. They kind of sound like um, something from like 2009. And it's pretty good. They they got some good stuff. Um, who else have I been listening to? Some uh, Peter Yorn, uh, Corey Wong. He's pretty good. I've been listening to. I don't know if you heard of the Aces before. I don't think so. No, well, they're this girl group from like, I think like Idaho or something, somewhere up there in Mormon country, and um, some of them are Hispanic. I think I think mainly all of them are Hispanic, but um, yeah, that's so good. It's kind of like a female version of like the 1975, but like their music is oh, not so awesome. British. They kind of it's very poppy, so it's not really like ring and stuff like it's not i mean not saying the 1975 is boring but you know kind of like it's like drones out a little bit like british pop kind of like drones out um but no their music is really good i like them Uh, i've been listening to a lot of white denim i know you've heard of them they're from austin they're pretty good they're kind of like all over the place genre wise and i'm like dude please pick a lane because 
If you don't, I'm going to go crazy with every album that you have. So crazy. <laughs> I, I, I got one of my friends into them. I'm like, bro, when I listen to White Denim, it just reminds me of like Austin. It just does. Every song reminds me of like hanging out in like Sixth Street or like hanging out with your with your uncle and just just it, it just reminds me of like that area. And it's like I like listening That's to cool, them. Man. Um, who else? Of course, Krung Band. I've been listening to um, some other bands, some local bands. Like I said, you have to check out my friends, um, Rogues Among Us. Like I said, they're very kind of proggy, kind of alternative. They got a good sound going on. Um, if you check out the episode I did with my friend, if we get to a hundred listens. Listeners out there, if we get to 100 listens on Mark's episode, I'm going to have the whole band on the show. So let's get, let's try to get Rogues Among Us on the show. Another band that I've been listening to. And what episode number is that? That is episode, I think it's like six or seven. It's right. called uh, The Best Little. If you're looking for it, it's called The Best Little Alternative Band in Texas. And it's a pretty good episode. I think that's one of the best ones I've done. In a while, I enjoyed it. We, me and Mark, had a great time. We just chatted up, and he's such a great person. I mean, just all the bands that he hangs out with, and just all the things that he gets to do. He's a he's a great guy, great, great, great guy. You can find them on their like Instagram page, and they're they're posting new stuff. I think they're coming out with a new album soon. But yeah, that's them. Um, Camera Colt is another band I've been listening to. They're local. Um, the lead singer's girlfriend was on my show previously. I've known her since high school. They have a clothing brand called uh, Mijita Culture. Uh, Mija Culture, I'm sorry. Why did I say Mijita? Oh. And, um, <laughs> yeah, I, like I said, I'm mumbling, bumbling. So, yeah, Mija Culture, they were on the show. They have some good clothing stuff. Um, if I get their That's episode cool. to 102, I'm going to buy them dinner. So if you guys want to, like, see me pay uh, – However much for uh, Miha Culture's dinner, listen to the show and we'll, we'll see that. But yeah, yeah, I, I'm I'm always listening to a bunch of different stuff, dude. It's kind of hard to pin in like stuff. Like I'm always listening to like hip hop or some new like Kate um, K, K-, K- stuff like that. It's just everywhere. I'm just everywhere, dude. It's just everywhere. I can't stop. I'm like, what do you listen to now? You know, so kind of hard to pinpoint yeah i feel that I, I love talking to people about you know what are you listening to like right now like spotify tell me like what you're just listening to i'm always looking for new stuff yeah and especially now since it's hispanic heritage month i'm trying to get into all latino latina hispanic music so of course, Carlos Santana, you know, Ciela um, Cruz and Ramona and all, you know, all this music that we're used to listening. I'm going back and listening to this stuff and just kind of being proud, you know, of our heritage and the music that we have as Latinos and Hispanics and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, guys, um, go ahead and check out like the music that, you know. Hispanics and Latinos, all the doesn't matter. You can listen to reggaeton, you can listen to Tejano, you can listen to um, or then anything. Just go ahead because it's Hispanic Heritage Month. Go back and listen to your childhood music because you're gonna start remembering a lot of good stuff. So, all right, Mia. So, yeah, I have. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just gonna say I have Josh. I mean, our, my your cousin, my deal. I have I have him to thank for a lot of the Spanish music that I like because growing up, my mom doesn't really like a lot of uh, Hispanic music and stuff. 
Um, she didn't really play too much at the house. Yeah, we like the classics, like yeah. the Kings and all this gospel stuff like that. But um, Josh definitely showed me a lot of, especially like cumbia and dancing music. Um, he showed me like pretty much everything. I mean, I just go on the Spotify and be like, all right, dancing playlist. What we got on here, and just like shuffle that and listen to everything. And um, for a, a little while, you know, of course, before all this happened. I would expect every time I'd like go and visit them, they'd be like, all right, we're going to go to this dance hall down the street. There's a quinceanera happening. We don't, we don't really know who these people are, but we can totally just like get in, pretend like we're on the guest list or something. So we go and we dance, have a good time. I know it sounds crazy, but it's so fun. And every once in a while, we know people that were there and stuff. We weren't technically invited, but you know, we just go and crash these quinceaneras and, dance and have a good time and it really really got me into like this culture of you know my heritage that I didn't really get to see too much growing up and stuff and so I really got into that stuff and I don't know I had definitely had Josh to thank a lot for yeah getting me into things like that and you know showing yeah. me more about yeah. my own culture for sure you're Theo Josh and Josh if you're listening I mean Josh has influenced me in a lot of music too even when we were growing up in high school he was like, hey, dude, check this out. Hey, you know, I would take music from him. He would take music from me. And even when we, were, when we hung out, we were listening to like a bunch of stuff we were listening to in high school. And we would just like talk and reminisce about stuff like that. So, yeah, your deal has really put me on a lot of stuff. I put him on a lot of stuff. But, yeah, I, I, I do have to thank him because he does. He is pretty much cooler in, in like the Spanish music because he knows a lot more. And he's a better dancer to me. I'm going to admit that. So. He he can he can get it better than I can. So yeah, yeah he's cool. I had no idea how to dance until Josh and uh, like yeah Amanda showed me how to dance. Yeah, once you get a couple uh, cups of wine and your tia Amanda, she she's already ready to dance. And I'm like, no, stop it, please sit down. It's only like three oh, o'clock yeah. in the afternoon. Please sit down, Amanda. <laughs> And then she's like, all right, time to dance. Starts moving the couch and stuff. I'm like, please don't embarrass me, Amanda. Yeah. Stop it. <laughs> all right, Mia. So this is the part of the show where you can shout out anybody you want. It doesn't matter how many people. It doesn't matter who it is. Go ahead and shout out anybody you want. All right. Uh, shout out to Josh for sure. It's uh, definitely been a topic on the show. Um Shout out to my friends, Savannah and Julia. I know they planned on listening. They swiped up on my story and they're like, oh my gosh, can't wait to listen. Um, they, they, they were, uh, they worked at the radio station with me. So they, you know, we like this kind of thing. Um, and shout out to my parents because they're dope. And they taught me everything I need to know about music. And they were like, yeah. Some good shout outs. Those are my shout outs. I hope they listen to this episode too, because it'd be cool to get your mom and dad to listen to this and they can hear me tell them, hey man, invite me out there, bro. <laughs> <laughs> they totally will. They're like, come swim with us next summer. <laughs> yeah. I, like I said, uh, I've been wanting to like go and visit your mom for a while. But now that your Thea Amanda moved up there too, it's kind of like, well, it's a two for one. So I can, we can all hang out. And I think I would. We were your Theo just wanted to do something like that, but we didn't really plan it. Yeah. But now he wants to. He wants everybody to come over here so we can see, you know, your great grandpa, and we can all hang out and have you know parties and stuff like that, like we used to. So, I think that's kind of in the works. That'd be great. 
So we'll 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 try to figure that out. But yeah, some good shout outs. I think it'd be cool. Yeah, it I would think be, it'd be cool. cool one day. Some of our like younger cousins, you know, like me and you and Josh, just kind of the younger family. If we, you know, after COVID is over, of course, if we had made like a huge family reunion, because I was telling mom, there's so many family members that we have that have either never met, or if I have met them, I was like under the age of 10 and I don't remember. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, dude, there's all these family members that I sometimes I don't even know they exist. I know somebody, Josh will mention someone. One time we were at me, uh, Theo, Josh, and Wendy were at a snow cone stand, and someone behind us was like looking at us weird or something. And Josh turns on, he's like, "Oh shit, that's our cousin!" And I was like, "What?" Just you know, randomly running into a person yeah. that I'm related to that I've never met, didn't even know existed at a snow cone stand. I mean, our family is huge. Yeah, it's probably and, on your grandma's uh, side, a- though. Yeah, your yeah, grandma, your grandma normally always grandma. has like random people, and I'm like. Whenever I hang out with them, they were like, hey, this is so-and-so. I'm like, oh, dang, man. How many cousins you got here, bro? I know. Well, because she's got like uh, seven brothers and sisters. Yeah. <laughs> it's just multiplying. But, yeah, I mean, that's your family, too. I think you yeah. have a huge reunion, you know, even though we've never been re- you know, united in that's the first been a while. place. Just everybody meet everybody. Yeah. Actually, we it's talked awesome. about that. Me and, me and your Theo talked about that. We're going to try to plan something like this. It's going to be kind of difficult now because of some stuff, but I feel like we yeah. have, we have some other cousins that are behind it. They're older. And I I feel like we need to, because we kind of, everybody needs to go see Bobby because you know, Bobby's 86, 87 years old might not have, might have been here long enough. So it's kind of, it'd be nice to have all of us together under one roof and just hang out and have a good time and just, have fun, you know, because there's there's uncles that uh-huh. I haven't met from your grandpa's side that I haven't, you know, I've never met. So that's that's our plan. That's me and your deal's agenda to, to do something like this. So, Josh, you know yeah. what the plan is. We're going to try to get this reunion going. If Even if it happens from a year or two now, we got to get this going. <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right, Mia. Well, I appreciate you being on this show. It was fun having you. Like I said, it's good to catch up. We haven't talked in so long. And like I said, this is a good opportunity to have you on the show, talk, and just get to know you more. Like I said, you're grown up now. So got to pick your brain. So, you know. Kind of. <laughs> yeah, thanks for having me on. I mean, this has been so fun. I haven't, you know, done a show or anything in forever. You know, I didn't get to do my last little semester as a DJ, so... Yeah, this is really fun. I, I miss talking like this, and yeah, we finally got to talk really after it's been so long. Thanks again, man, for having me on. No problem, no problem. Like I said, if you ever want to come back on, we'll have Josh, we'll have somebody else, and we'll just talk about random stuff, music or whatnot. We'll we'll, shoot, we'll talk about stories and stuff like that. So, like I said, you're always That'd welcome awesome. to be on the show. So whenever you want to be on the show, let me know, and we'll set something up. So. Thanks, guys. Sounds good. All right. Well, guys, like I said, this has been Inside the North Side with me yet. It's a good show. Check it out. Um, I'm excited about next week's episode. I'm excited about next month's episode. But check out this episode, guys. It's fun. You're getting to know my family. I'm getting to know my family again. So, yeah. Like I say, 
all the time. This has been Inside the North Side. Happy Hispanic Heritage Month to all my people out Ooh. there. All mi gente, la raza, all you guys. Um, be safe. Have a good night. And I'll see y'all later. So I'm going to exit out with this bumping music, guys. So get ready for this. Suavemente, besame. Que quiero sentir tus labios besándome otra vez Suave, besame, besame Suave, besame otra vez Suave, yo quiero sentir tus labios Suave, besame